0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast Welcome to a brand new episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast. A podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. Now, uh, it's been just over a year since the COVID-19 pandemic began. Um, How bleak things looked back then, a year ago, and how things have changed since then, right? Um, We are actually very grateful to be here, (laughs) witnessing some sport going on around the world, especially especially some cricket, and that too in the subcontinent. Uh, That being said, it's not over yet, as we all know, you know, the world has just started to progress with the vaccination program in all the countries, many countries, in fact. So um, while all those things were going on, the Armchair Cricket Podcast team was on a short break, enjoying their time. So we're just making a comeback. I'm your host, Giri. Uh, I will not be joined by my regular co-host, Ajit. So it'll just be me today. Um without further ado, let's do a quick brush-up um, of all the cricketing events and news. Let's start with the World Test Championship. The World Test Championship, the last match that was played um, between India and England at uh, Narendra Modi Stadium in Ahmedabad. The last test match turned out to be another meek surrender from England, and India won it comfortably, as we all know, by now, and uh, India have made it to the world test championship final Um, and that will be played against New Zealand in England and the venue that has been chosen for that match uh, to be played during the English summer is Southampton, so the Hampshire's uh, home cricket ground. Uh, It was initially uh, supposed to be played at Lord's but now it's been moved to Southampton and it's great news for all all of us cricket fans, especially test cricket fans. Uh, We almost thought you know australia was going to be playing against new zealand looking at the way the series uh, between india and england started with england winning that first match in chennai but india made a strong comeback you know like uh, india got probably got a kick up their backside after that first match and then uh, they didn't give england any chance of course the second test match in chennai was a well fought one uh, and that fighting 161 runs made by rohit sharma turned out to be a huge uh, you know, innings in the context of the game and also in the context of the series, basically turned everything around for India. And then the pink ball Test match, yeah, that was uh, quite a sight to behold. You know, a match getting over within two days it was a talk of the cricketing world. Everybody talking about it and how uh, spinner-friendly that pitch was, whilst um, the Indian players, especially Virat Kohli, saying that. The batsmen didn't do a good job on that pitch, but uh, that's all in the past. And then the last test match again, as I said, was, it was a good contest comparatively, uh, although India were far too good on that day. So, well done to Team India, and we really look forward to see that match played at Southampton um, between uh, India and New Zealand for the World, Te- World Test Championship Final. So, New Zealand is playing in yet another final after the 2019 one-day uh, World Cup finals, so this will be another finals for them, and uh, they have had a habit of losing all those finals. <laughs> so maybe this is their time to you know buck that trend and then uh, come up trumps. Let's see, it's going to be very interesting. We'll come back to that later. Now, continuing on with test cricket, we had another test match that was going on, with each, which in fact finished a couple of days ago. And this was played between West Indies and Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka having... Uh, um, right now, they're in uh, West Indies, touring West Indies. Uh, this is in fact a two test match series. Both of them will be played in Antigua, North Sound. The famous ground which uh, saw the likes of... Curtly <laughs> uh, Ambrose, you know, and uh, Andy Roberts. These guys, so... Um, in this test match... It was it was quite a good Test match actually. I didn't expect this to be such a well fought, or such a closely forced, uh, fought Test match. Um, Sri Lanka won the toss on this pitch and then they decided to bat first. Um, but unfortunately, they didn't start really well. So they they started in a typical fashion, trying to grind the attack down. But they lost their captain uh, with a score less than 20 runs. I think they were 17 down for their first wicket and then they lost. Uh, the Fernando also, the number three batsman, for a cheap score. And everybody started getting out, you know, there was nobody there. Uh, and Lahiri Thirimana was the opener, the other opener, was out there until, yeah, until probably in erosion, Dick Vela joined him, uh, when the score was 150 runs, or sorry, score was 92 runs, so Sri Lanka were 92 for five. And then these two guys put on a partnership of in excess of uh, 50 runs. But then there was no rear guard action. Lahiru Tirumanna was uh, also out, eventually for well-made 70 runs, very patient 70 runs. A lonely battle, I have to say. So Sri Lanka having won the toss, uh, basically um, lost the advantage and then they were all out for uh, 169 runs. Um, the wily old fox, Kima Roach, continuing his good form with the ball, pick up, picked up three wickets, uh the other fast bowler Shannon Gabriel did not return any wickets, but uh, he bowled really well, uh, and also Alzari Joseph um, bowled quite consistently. All these guys did not sk- concede a lot of runs, but the pick of the bowlers in that innings was uh, the former captain. I have to say, Jason Holder, uh, he picked up uh, a fifer five for twenty-seven runs in uh, seventeen point four overs, very miserly spell. Very well bowled as well, and some very bad shots from Sri Lankans contributing there towards that. But uh, well, uh, well earned uh, five wicket haul, I have to say. So West Indies had all the advantage when they went out to bat. Um, they lost their new captain Craig Brathwaite, very cheaply uh, for a sedate eight three runs of forty three deliveries. That's the kind of innings we expect to see him play anyway. Um, so there was the, the top. Four batsmen, in fact, the next three batsmen contributed a little bit. They all had starts, but they none of them capitalized. So John Campbell got out for 42 runs, uh, and Kuruma Bonner got out for 31. And then Kyle Myers, the famous uh, you know, the, the match-winning player, Kyle Myers, uh, the famous 200 that he made against Bangladesh in the second innings, chasing the target of 395 runs down. Yeah, the same guy, he made only 45 runs. And then the middle order sort of collapsed. Uh, Jermaine Blackwood for two runs, and Jason Holder didn't last long, only for 19 runs. Um, there was some rare guard action, uh, led by uh, the keeper, uh, Joshua De Silva, and uh, the all-rounder, Raheem Cornwall, uh, the off-spinning all-rounder. So this guy made six, 61 runs. Uh, it was quite an aggressive innings from him. He you know, he basically gained the momentum back for West Indies. Uh, they sort of had lost their way, but then in the end, West Indies ended up with 271 runs in their first innings, which meant that they had a lead. They had a lead in excess of uh, 100 runs. And this was probably, you know, West Indies... Um, it, would, it would need a humongous comeback from Sri Lanka to you know, nullify this advantage. And we were in for a surprise uh, on queue. Um, Again, Karuna Ratna was not so good, he got out very cheaply uh, when the score was 8 runs. But uh, Lahiru Thirimana and Oshada Fernando put on a wonderful partnership of 168 runs for second wicket. Uh, And it was, um, uh, Fernando was unlucky to miss out on a century. He got out for 91 runs and uh, Thirimana was out for 76 runs. So both of them probably deserved a century uh, each um the kind of innings they played they just held their fort and then uh, only when the bad ball was bowled they were trying to you know capitalize on them it was very well played innings um and then you know Chandimal came out to bat he was dismissed very cheaply uh and then Sri Lanka was were, uh, were 189 for 4 uh and Dananjaya Di Silva was still out there you know he uh, the the counter attacking player that he is uh, he played a he he made a well made 50 which just got out for 50 runs in the end but that was a very crucial innings he actually started a partnership with uh, the debutant uh, patum nisanka these two guys put on a very good partnership in the middle order uh, and when dananjaya de silva got out nisanka was joined by dikwella the keeper uh, the score was 259 for 5 and then dikwella and nisanka put on a very good partnership close to 200 runs you have to say it's about 170 odd runs Um, and when um, yeah when the score was 438 Nisanka got out after having made a century on debut so well done to Nisanka I think it was a very good innings it was a typical old fashioned uh, innings where he just you know played out all the good balls had a very solid defense you know he didn't try anything extravagant uh, he only made he only you know uh, scored six boundaries in that century so that goes to show uh, it was almost like a pujara innings you have to say although you know he was playing more on the front foot nisanka compared with uh, pujara who would um, who would <laughs> take a few blows also on the body We <laughs> all remember what happened in australia anyway um so nisanka was out when the score was 438 so sri lanka had made good uh, uh, progress uh, and Dickwella was also out when the score was 460. There was not much of rear guard action towards the end. And Sri Lanka managed 476 runs in their second inning. So it was a very good score. Um, it also shows a little bit that the pitch was becoming a bit flat. So there was not much in it for the bowlers. Um, so Sri Lanka were also a little bit hesitant to declare uh, so they waited until all their batsmen got out. In fact, so they they could have declared around tea time, given enough time for their bowlers to have a go at the West Indies before the end of day's play, but they chose not to. They they did, however, get some overs against West Indies uh, batsmen, but uh, in the end, yeah, as I said, the the pitch was a bit yeah, um, not so much helpful for bowlers towards the end. Uh, amongst the bowlers were West Indies. Kima Roach picked up three 4 again three 4 seventy four. Um, and Alzari Joseph picked up a wicket Uh, there was no wickets this time for Jason Holder and uh, Rakim Cornwall uh, picked up three wickets along with uh, Carl Mayers uh, with his part time uh, uh, picking up a couple of wickets uh, for 24 runs Uh, so West Indies was set a target of 375 runs and they had uh, three sessions and a bit to chase that down Um, I don't think West Indies really tried to um, chased this down, I think they was probably out of their reach, or at least they started with that mindset. Um, so Craig Brathwaite uh, and John Campbell uh, played out. The opening partnership, John Campbell was trying to be a bit more aggressive of the two, and he got out in the sixth over afterwards. They just uh, locked both ends, him and uh, Kuruma Banner. They both uh, played on for about 30-35 overs, not scoring a lot of runs, maybe 60-odd runs in 30 overs um, and Craig Brathwaite was uh, bowled by emboldania just before lunch if i'm not wrong uh, on the on the final day's play uh, and Kyle Myers joined Nkrumah Bonner and these two put on a better partnership in excess of 100 runs uh, Kyle Myers got uh, made his 50 and then he was dismissed by Emble Dania. Um when uh, Bonner was joined by Blackwood, mean Blackwood, Blackwood didn't last long and then in the end it was Bonner and Jason Holder who took the ship home safely. Uh, they didn't chase the target down but uh, they made sure that they played, played out much of the overs that were remaining and then I think there were some 10, just over 10 overs remaining when the play was called off. The, both the captains agreed to, you know, settle for a draw. West Indies ended up with 236 for 4, with Jason Holder unbeaten on 18 runs, and uh, Bonner uh, scoring his maiden test century, uh, having made 113 runs, also remaining not out. Amongst the bowlers, there was not much in it for the bowlers. Uh, you have to say, um, Vishwa Fernando picked up a couple of wickets with his uh, left arm medium pace, and Embuldenia with his uh, left arm spin picked up a couple of wickets otherwise. There was not much in it. Um, strangely enough, player of the match was chosen to be uh, uh, Nkrumah Bonner There was another centurion in that match uh, But strangely they chose uh, Bonner uh, Because he probably also made a few runs in the first innings So it, in the end, what was uh, shaping up to be a tantalising contest Turned out to be a <laughs> dar uh, contested towards the end I think it was not much uh, happening on the final day Especially after lunch, yeah not much happening so the series is now one uh, well 0-0 after the first test match another test match to be played um i think it starts on the 29th of march on monday at the same ground in Antigua. so we'll see what happens in that match maybe we'll have a bit more life in the wicket um, yeah remains to be seen we'll keep a close eye on that when that starts now moving on from the west indies and sri lanka series Let's take a quick look at what is currently happening between India and England. Um, we've lost some time, I think the last 3-4 weeks. A lot of cricket has happened between India and England. So, the T20 International Series happened, the 5-match series, uh, which India won. It was a very closely fought contest. Uh, India won the series 3-2 with some uh, new faces, you know, turning up for India. Another, again, bench strength. India testing their bent strength um, because of the World Cup that is going to come up in the next few months um, so Surya Kumar Yadav and Ishan Kishan I think they were really good in their te- debut matches especially Surya Kumar Yadav you know uh, playing a hook shot of a Jofra Archer bouncer in his very test first T20 international match uh, for India it was very first ball he hooked that for a six over fine leg unbelievable courage uh, Ishan Kishan was also very expressive. I think he was—he's another talent that uh, probably needs a bit more opportunities. Um, so, in the end, I think a well-deserved series victory for India. Now, what's happening over there is uh, the next series, which is the ODI series—a three-match series in this case. Uh, we've had two ODI matches. The first one um, was uh, was a high-scoring match with uh, India, as it happens. Virat Kohli's uh, uh, bad run with toss continues. He keeps losing all the tosses and then he has he's forced to back first. So in that case, um, India made a score of, in excess of 300 runs and uh, England were very comfortably placed uh, with uh, very uh, hard-hitting partnerships at the top of the order, especially by bearstow Roy, and uh, um, I think it was the other guy, Owen, Owen Morgan? No. But anyway, uh, they were very well placed, and then Indian bowlers found um, something out of nowhere, and then they took some wickets. And then Indian England, um, trying to be aggressive like they always try and uh, you know win the matches quickly, um, Scores their runs very quickly. They 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 got bowled out very cheaply in the end. They lost by 60 odd runs. So it was um, it was a hardly contest, very tightly contested match at the beginning, but then. England uh, sort of collapsed or imploded if I may use that word Um, we had the second ODI match played on uh, Friday at the same ground in Pune um, with no crowd uh, if I may add so um, in this match again Virat Kohli lost the toss he was asked to bat first India started okayish I think they, they don't try to up the ante until maybe the 35th over or so uh, they batted quite conservatively, and then they posted a good score um, aided by some fifties uh, by, you know, um, Virat Kohli and uh, Rishabh Pant and also a century by KL Rahul in that match. Rishabh Pant um, doing the wicket-keeping uh, in this match, whereas Rahul was the wicket-keeper in the first match. The India made 336 runs. But uh, England uh, chased it down, you know, with many overs to spare. I think in the 43rd or the 44th over. The fantastic uh, power hitting by uh, Johnny Bestow, uh, Jason Roy and uh, Ben Stokes. Johnny Besto made a century. Jason Roy made a 55 runs. Um, and then Ben Stokes made a 52-ball 99. He was unlucky to miss out on a century. But they, th- those three knocks sealed the deal uh, for England I think Indian bowling was not up to scratch unlike the previous game so they went for a lot of runs Um, but yeah that's the way it goes sometimes Uh, especially the way England play sometimes it works for them sometimes it clicks like this when they play with so much of courage Um, yeah but unfortunately for India they they have to lose they, they had to lose this one or England won this one Anyway, um, so the next match is uh, going to be played in the same ground in a couple of days, so on Sunday. And that will be the end of tour for England. Uh, It remains to be seen whether the world championship, world champions, England can pull this off and pull off a series victory from here with the series 1-1. And then, uh, and it also remains to be seen if India first of all can win a toss. (laughs) Forget about winning the match. So let's see what happens in that last match. There were some positive things however in this uh, these two matches. We found a new uh, fast bowler for India, I think Prasid Krishna from Karnataka. He's, uh, he, he has a very lively pace, he bowled really well in the first match. He went for a few runs in the beginning and then he found his length and uh, got a few wickets. So that's a good positive. So India is increasing its bench strength. Um, uh, unfortunately, there were also some injuries in this uh, in these two matches so far. So we've had um, uh, the England captain Owen Morgan. He split a webbing in the first match. So he has, I think he needed some 4 or 5 stitches on that webbing on the right hand. So he's not going to be part of this series anymore. He didn't play the second match anyway. Joss Butler is now the stand-in skipper. Um, but sadly, uh, Shreyas Iyer was injured while fielding in the first match. Uh, against England, so he's uh, he has a shoulder injury and it looks quite severe and it's also been said that he's going to miss the IPL, upcoming IPL, so it's going to be out for a few months, I think two or three months. It's a huge shame because he was just, you know, starting up, uh, he was warming up to be that uh, number four player for India uh, and he was also the captain for the Delhi Capitals team, so it's a shame to see him go but uh, hopefully he'll come back come back stronger um, we'll see um, also another loss has been uh, Sam Billings I think he was he didn't play a part in the second match he was also injured while fielding also an injury near this I think he has a collarbone injury uh, he can probably play the third match but uh, we don't know what his fitness uh, levels are at the moment so that's the injury news and Jofra Archer did not He's not going to play in the ODI series anyway. He's sat out. He ha- he has a recurring uh, issue with his right arm. I think he had some stretch stress fractures after the after the Ashes in 2019. So we'll see if you know he recovers soon enough uh, to be to play a part in uh, the IPL. He is a very key player for Rajasthan Royals. So we'll see what happens there. So currently, one one with everything to play for in the last match on 26 uh, 28th of march moving on from that um, we had another ODI series uh, between new zealand and bangladesh turned out to be a one sided series this one uh, new zealand won the series 3-0 um, i think bangladesh tried their best but their best not best was not enough uh, against the runners up world you know world cup runners up so some positives um, well some standout performers actually for New Zealand: uh, Conway, Latham, uh, Mitchell were all amongst the runs. Uh, Bangladesh, I think, they didn't score a lot of runs. Maybe Mohammadullah and Tamim Iqbal had a couple of good knocks, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I think New Zealand were too strong. They have a three-match uh, T20 uh, international coming up next, so we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. We also had another series that recently concluded and this was played between uh, India women and uh, South Africa women, The South African women visiting India. Uh, I think this was the first competitive, real competitive uh, cricket uh, series that uh, the Indian women played uh, in. Um, so there were two series in fact, one was the ODI series and then the other one was the T20. The ODI series was already concluded um, in the last few weeks. South Africa women won it comfortably 4-1. Um, and uh, the T20 series also hap- uh, happened to end on a similar note. Although, you know, India were a bit stronger towards the end, I have to say. So, so South African women won 2-1. Um, so there were some positives for India, uh, India women team. But uh, as the coach, Urkiri Raman has said, they probably need a lot more practice. I think they he, he has famously said that uh, they need 10 days of net practice continuously and afterwards they should be back. Uh, you know, they should be up to uh, speed. Uh, they, they look very short on match practice. Uh, they, they've had a lot of fielding lapses. So, uh, But I think I'm a bit more optimistic now uh, because we saw that uh, Shefali Verma played one of the best innings of this year, I have to say. Uh, that uh, swashbuckling uh, opening batter um, she she made a quick fire fifty, and uh, it was also very good to see that uh, the left arm spinner Rajeshwari Gaikwad, picked up a few wickets for India. in that uh, South Africa women, I think, very curve-wave. they were very consistent, um, especially led by um, uh, they have a very consistent bowling attack, especially led by uh, Shabnam Ismail, Shabnam Ismail, the fast bowler. So. Yeah, it was a fair reflection of the performances, uh, the series results, so let's hope that Indian women can pick up, um, yeah, some momentum from here, uh, from that last match where they won against uh, uh, South Africa. So we'll see what happens in that. Now uh, moving on from there to other news, Hardik Pandya, in fact, uh, when India played England in the T20 series, he bowled in almost all those matches. He bowled four overs apiece uh, in each of those matches, so it looks like he could be uh, making a comeback to the Test squad. Although it remains to be seen whether it's going to p- whether he's going to play as a pure batsman or if he's going to play as an all-rounder. And if he's going to play as an all-rounder, how many overs can he bowl in a day? Because his his fitness still seems to be an issue, and Virat Kohli even admitted during the press conference or uh, during the uh, post-match con- uh, press conference. Uh, Uh, after the second ODI match, that they are managing his workload, so they need to look after his body, so... But that can um, add a lot of, uh, you know, strength to this uh, Indian test squad, uh, especially because they are going to play uh, in excess of six matches, if I'm not wrong, in England, uh, including that World Test Championship final this summer, this uh, English summer, so there's a lot of matches to be played and uh, his addition will definitely balance the squad a bit more they they have players like shardul thakur and you know washington sundar siraj and everybody but hardik pandya brings a different sort of an energy so uh, it remains to be seen what he's going to play what role he's going to play in that squad uh, also some other news um, dean elgar has been named uh, the test skipper uh, and uh, temba bauma will be the limited overs captain for south africa henceforth so, Quentin de Kock has been relieved of his duty, I think it's probably going to do him a world of good. De Kock did not look very comfortable uh, with the captainship uh, responsibility, so he's probably going to be a bunch more relaxed, he's going to play his natural game with the bat as well as, uh, you know, uh, do his keeping uh, with no real pressure on him. Um, so that's good for South Africa, I think that's it's going to be very helpful for them. We already spoke about IPL earlier, Uh, so IPL is going to start on the 9th of April, um, very soon, so it's less than two weeks in fact, so it's incredible. We just had the previous IPL three, four months ago, (laughs) so we can't seem to have enough of it anyway. It's going to be played in six six cities, Um, I think the squads, the players are already making the trips to their respective squads, to their camps. Uh, we saw some new livery, <laughs> livery or New Jersey for CSK and all that. So already the publicity machine is uh, kicking, uh, uh, you know, truly alive. So it's, uh, uh, so the IPL circus will start very soon. But the curious point here is all the matches may be played behind closed doors or with no crowds, um, just like they did in UAE. That's because the, uh, the virus, the coronavirus cases in India has been on the up during the last few weeks, so they'll probably keep an eye on it and then see what happens, because the vaccination program is also underway, and then they have to balance everything down, in the end. We'll see what happens. Yeah, an IPL without crowds, I think, will be a shame, but uh, it is what it is. Um, so... Um, there is other news that uh, Dane Patterson, the South African seamer, is set to join Nottingham this season as a as an overseas player. So, I think there was news last year that he was going to join the English county season as a coal pack player, and because of the coronavirus pandemic, this was delayed, and now he's joining as an overseas player. So, well, good luck to him. And Shreyas Iyer was also supposed to play. Um, this year's uh, county, I don't I can't remember which um, team was going to play. Shreya Sire, I think he's going to play for Lancashire. So, yeah, it it still remains to be seen. I think if he recovers well after the IPL or during the IPL period by not playing cricket, maybe he can still take part in that uh, Lancashire uh, county stint. Now, um, coming to the trivia section, um, the last in the last episode the trivia question was which was the last test which ended in two days and had both teams batting twice just like the one we had in the in Ahmedabad the pink ball test match so the correct answer to this question is uh, England against Australia and this was way back in 1921 and this was at Nottingham Twin Bridge. this is a question which uh, was contributed by one of our friends on Twitter, K. Gudipati. So thank you for that. Now uh, the trivia question for this episode is, is it's it's a tricky one. Um, so Nisanka, uh, the debutant in the match, uh, you know, for Sri Lanka against West Indies, in the la- recently concluded Test match. Um, he scored a century on debut. But as it happens, he scored in the third innings of the Test match. So the Sri Lankan second innings, but it was the third innings of the Test match. Now the question is, which other player, recently and very famously, scored a debut Test 100, but in the fourth innings? So, I can give you a hint, he played... This guy, he actually played in the West Indies-Sri Lanka Test match that concluded. So the question is, which other player recently scored a debut Test 100, but in the fourth innings? So if you know the answer to this question, feel free to write in to us on Twitter at armchaircrickpod or you can also email us armchair.cricket at gmail.com. If you would like to leave any feedback, uh, please uh, do so. You can uh, do that on all the podcasting applications or the platforms that you listen to us on, maybe Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. Uh, Please do not hesitate to leave a five star rating if you really like us. Uh, if you are also interested to you know participate as a guest speaker, you can also contact us. Uh, maybe we can set something up in the future. Um, we have a lot of cricket to look forward to. And when you consider the IPL, probably a little too much cricket in the short term. But hey, who is complaining? So lots to talk about then in the next episode. Until then, it's a goodbye from my co-host Ajit and it's a goodbye from me. Bye-bye. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.